I'm shook! Welcome to the first ever episode of the Holly Shook Podcast. I'm Armin, co-host of this wonderful new podcast series, and I have the pleasure of co-hosting Holly Shook with my good friend and the funniest person who works at SoulCycle that I know, Ryan Alkire. Hi, Armin. How are you? Also, to be fair, I'm probably the only person you know who works at SoulCycle. Exactly. That's why you are the est of everything at SoulCycle. You're the strongest, you're the funniest, you're the smartest. That you know who works there. That I know that works there, yeah. Although, I know Lo that works there. You do know Lo, but I'm definitely funnier, stronger, and smarter than her, so (laughs) still works. (laughs) Still works. I know two total people that work at SoulCycle. Eddie almost worked at SoulCycle. I know, I think he applied but didn't get it, which is... (laughs) Sorry, we can't all be as charming as I am. Um, I can't believe we're anyway. not even 15 seconds into the Holly Shook podcast and we're already shading our friends. Yeah, we've already shaded two different people, but hey, we got to keep the brand alive. <laughs> right. Why don't you tell the people what Holly Shook's all about? So uh, this is the first episode of Holly Shook and we're so excited. We've been talking about this for a long time. Um, essentially, what you're going to be getting with this podcast is each week, we're going to focus on a different Hollywood scandal from the past, and we're going to switch off hosting duties. So, for instance, this week, I will be telling Armin a story, kind of, you know, elaborating on a scandal that happened in Hollywood that was all over the news, all over the tabloids at one point in time. And the fun thing about it is that Armin has no idea what scandal i'm gonna be talking about this week i'm actually really nervous (laughs) armin's like literally shaking in his boots i'm like what are you going to talk about do i have any idea like about this scandal already or is this going to be totally new i'm it's just weird because we normally do either recap podcasts or you and me talk pop culture but we go into it knowing what we're going to talk about i have no clue what we're going to talk about so i think that's why i'm nervous yeah i think it adds a little bit of a um, shock factor onto the onto the pod, but I think it'll be fun because you hopefully at least have like heard about this scandal, and every week at least have heard about what scandal it is, and either know a lot about it, both Armin, myself, and the listeners, or don't really know much about it, and so it'll be fun to learn about what happened um, along the way. And I chose a really really fun one, but yeah, so we're gonna. We're gonna do it each. We're gonna do it every other week, um, switching off with our other podcast, Rimey, and the host will change every week. The story will change every week, um, and yeah, I was really excited to do this because I've always been very obsessed with Hollywood scandals and following stories in the news. Like when I find a story that, that catches my eye, I follow it till the bitter end. I think it's like I read every <laughs> update on it. And so I'm really excited to like kind of delve into those ones that I was obsessed with at the time being. And and I'm really curious to see what kind of scandal catches your eye, because sometimes I'll text you about a scandal like it could be a Kardashian scandal and you don't care about the Kardashians at all. So I'm just couldn't care less. Yeah. But there's other scandals that somehow you get really invested in. And I'm just I'm really like fascinated to learn what your process is and like learn um, what makes you tick? 
So yeah. that's going to be, I think, the most fun part about doing Holly Shook with you. Like, I feel like six months from now, I'm going to know exactly what kind of scandal just mm-hmm. like, you know, just turns you on. I love like a scandal or any any kind of pop culture moment. I love when it's someone who maybe isn't like, like the Kardashians are so famous that like anything they do is a scandal. And that's just like, I don't care. Um, I love it. When <laughs> Chloe more, like, switched to decaf scandal. Don't care. Yeah. Like, cool, cool, cool. Congrats. How about every time um, Chrissy Teigen tweets? Scandal. Don't care. Except I do think she's funny, so I kind of care. I care about but, Chrissy um, Teigen tweets. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> but, like, I like a little bit more, like, just not, like, normal people, because I guess they're actors and they are famous, but, like, someone who maybe isn't, you know, always in the tabloids or always in Don't the headlines. Don't spoil it for, for me. I want to learn this. I just said that this is the best part about this podcast for me. But I mean that with anything, like any, like, even if it's not, has, doesn't have to do with Hollywood, like any breaking news story, like if it surrounds someone who just like out of the blue has to deal with all the attention, I think it's just so interesting how people handle it. Right. Totally. Um, I also want to remind our listeners, by the way, Rai, that Holly Shook is a part of the Buttered Pop Podcast Network the Holly Shook right now, if you're listening to it right after we record this, is on the Butter Pop podcast feed. But who knows? You may be listening to this months later and it'll have its own feed. That's something that we're still, I guess, evaluating or pondering. But eventually it could be it's on, on its own feed. For now, it's on the Butter Pop podcast feed. But no matter what, it's on the Butter Pop Podcast Network, which is, you know, the overarching network, which hosts like multiple different podcasts, whether it's like the Butter Pop feed itself or the RuPod, which Ryan hosts frequently with Dallas. And that covers RuPaul's Drag Race or iHeart Basketball, which is our NBA podcast. We have a bunch of different podcasts and we're thinking Holly Shook could eventually be on its own feed, but people should stay up to date with that. And you could follow Holly Shook's brand new Twitter account, which is at Holly Shook Pod. Or you can follow at buttered underscore pop, which is going to give updates on on buttered pop and the podcast network itself. I just wanted to throw that out there so yeah. people know where to find us and get updates. Now you know where to find us, and I predict this is going to be an overwhelming success, so it'll mm-hmm. eventually be on his its own network or its own like feed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, I have high hopes. That's <laughs> on Rai's bucket list, so he's hoping that yeah. he could one day have his own podcast feed. Right now, he's just a contributor on multiple different podcast feed but he's been he's been yearning for the day that he has his own feed i'm just sick of sharing attention with losers <laughs> but now you have to share attention with at least one loser i know i can't get rid of you that fast <laughs> that was when that was a moment you were supposed to build me up i mean i'm so happy to be doing this with you armin it's that didn't feel real that didn't feel authentic all right, well, I can't, like, you can't tire me out of authenticity this early in the podcast, okay? I still have a whole story to tell. <laughs> Self-deprecation should always be met with kindness. But no, you just like to, you like to beat a person when they're down. I do like to beat a person when they're down. Because <laughs> that just, like, gets me higher up. Just kidding. I'm coming <laughs> off as such a douchebag. I'm not really this douchey. No, he really is. You'll I've learn it. I've been reading so much about scandals lately that I feel like I have to be scandalous if I want to make a name for myself. It's this this podcast is going to change you. You're going to be yeah. way more combative. I oh, feel totally. Like. I'm going to learn what it takes to get in the headlines and I'm going to just make it part of my everyday life, I think. I'm pretty sure this is just going to launch pad you into your own scandal and I can't wait for it. 
the first ever podcast scandal. <laughs> I think Stassi took care of that one last year. Oh yeah, Stassi did have a podcast scandal. Okay, would that nice. be would that qualify for Holly Shick or is she too D list? Mm, it could be like um if there's enough to talk about, you can make it we could make it a Holly Shook one day. I don't know if people know who she is enough. <laughs> Like, half the audience is like, what's a Stasi? Yeah, they're like, what's that? <laughs> well, we'll educate them. So, Rai, before you tell me about your scandal, can you, can you like, break down for me what your process was? I'm just curious because I haven't figured out what my scandal is going to be two weeks from now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also kind of nervous about, like, doing research and figuring out, like, where I'm going to go with it. So, what was your process like in figuring out what you were going to do? So I first off, I didn't want to choose something that maybe would have been the first, everyone's first thought of like a huge scandal. Um, I wanted something that was maybe a little bit like forgotten um, because it's, uh, you know, perpetrators are maybe not as much in the limelight anymore. So people may have forgotten about it. So that was first where I went and I kind of like dug deep into my archives of things I used to obsess over and um how did you do that just your own memory banks or did you like memory and then like since we've been talking about it i have like made notes on my phone of like if i if i remember an old scandal or if someone mentions an old one i've been making notes on my phone of like okay keep that one in mind um and yeah just like i guess just jogged my own brain of like what what captivated me at the time being like what was i totally like dedicated to like following when it was happening and have I thought about that in a while? Has it been talked about in a while? And the one that I came upon definitely has not. Um, it's definitely, I think something that, and I told some of like my friends and coworkers this week that we were recording and I told them which one, um, I was doing and almost everyone's reaction was the same. They were like, Oh my God, I remember that. Like, nobody kind of like thinks about it anymore until you mention it. And then most people at least like remember the bare minimum of it. Um, I love that. So it's a deep cut, but not too deep where you're like, or who are the players? And like, what is this? Right. Right. It's something that once it's brought up, everyone's going to like be like, Oh my God, that was iconic. Like why did we kind of forget about that? Yes. I think that for the most part, people are going to kind of like, at least, like, remember the, like, at minimum, like, remember that it was a story. Um, even if they don't, even if they didn't really pay full attention to it. Um, it's not so like my- Brangelina and Aniston, which, like, I'll still see, I swear to you, Ryan, I swear to you, I'll be at the grocery store and I'll still see it on, like, different magazines or, like, the National yeah. Enquirer or, or whatever. Brad and Jennifer Aniston's secret meetup. And it's like, wow, we this still sells. This scandal still that sells. Ne- that one will never die. <laughs> um, yeah, and like that that's like a great, iconic moment in pop culture, Hollywood scandal history. But I wanted to go a little deeper than that, a little more off the beaten path. And um, so I had actually a few that I was playing around with. And then I remembered that June is National Gay Pride Month, LGBTQ, LBGTQIA. Did I say that right? Yes. Um, Pride Month. And it started this week. We're doing a lot of Pride stuff at my job right now. So, um, And I live in Chicago, which is a very prideful um, city. 
So I thought, what better way to kick off Pride Month and Holly Schick Podcast than a scandal that involves a little bit of um, homophobia, actually. Oh, wow. Is the center of the scandal. And I think that, especially now that it's aged, this scandal essentially happened almost 10 years ago. Um, actually, longer than 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> Did you do your research? <laughs> I, I flipped my page of notes. I was like, I have two pages of notes. Um, yeah, over to, over 10 years ago. It starts in 2006, and I think it's a good reminder of, uh, you know, homophobia still exists out there and actually was huge not too long ago. So... I think it was a fun, I found like a fun balance in like current moments as well as um, past moments. Right. blend of the two. You have a future in marketing. Look at this Thank synergy you. going on. Pride month, <laughs> pride themed Holly Shook. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I could not do marketing. I took one marketing class in college. It was really hard. <laughs> Come but on. Thank you. <laughs> you could totally kill it. So do you have any guesses based on those like little clues? Do you think you have like any idea what it could be? And if you do get it right, I'm going to be so annoyed. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think. Well, I, I was going to say right off the bat when you were saying that when you were trying to pick your scandal, you wanted it to be something that you were really invested in at the time. I was like, okay, so this had to have happened in the last 20 years. Right. Well, you yeah. already revealed and you just revealed that. So, um, but 2006 homophobia <laughs> I don't know I can't I can't think I have right. no clue. I really have no idea Can you give me one more hint Uh one more hint Yeah that's uh, way too vague Okay 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 TV so movies it, it centers around a television show mm. A television show It centers around a television show I don't want to say too much cuz I really don't want you to guess it <laughs> Okay, I I can't guess it. I give up. Alrighty, so you guys may have heard of a little show, the little show that could, called Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Yes, you've heard of it? Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, never heard of Grey's Anatomy. Are you kidding me? Ellen Pompeo. (laughs) McDreamy, McSteamy, McDreamy and McSteamy. That was like the biggest thing in the mid-2000s. Iconic, iconic. So, uh, Grey's Anatomy was one of the biggest shows, obviously, um, of, like, I would say of, like, our generation. Moms loved it. Grandmas loved it. Closeted middle schoolers like myself <laughs> loved it. Um, <clears throat> it was just a runaway success. Soap opera, medical soap opera. But, like, just dynamic characters, dynamic relationships, great storylines. I was hooked from the, sec- from the second I started watching it. But it's like a high-end soap opera. No, no, yeah. It's not like a telenovela. Like, no offense to telenovelas. But, like, it's, like, it's true. It's overdramatic, but that's, like, it works. You know, like, that's the point of Grey's Anatomy. It's overdramatic. Everyone dies. Like, everyone's (laughs) hooking up with each other. But, like, they still have really grounded, relatable characters. So that's why it was just such a huge success. So this cast of semi-unknowns, like, Patrick Dempsey, I would say, probably was the most famous at the time. Um... Ellen Pompeo definitely had had her roles as well, um, but it it shot this cast of characters to absolute superstardom, um, huge huge success. Everyone became a household name. I mean, everyone was talking about Grey's Anatomy. It's I started sti- watching it. It's still running and it still gets it's huge still ratings. On. Yeah, 
So I was going to say, originally, I was like, it's a show that's still running, but, like, I didn't want... I feel like Grey's Anatomy is well-known for still somehow being on TV. I don't think I would have ever gotten Grey's Anatomy, to be honest. So did you ever watch it or no? I once binge-watched, like, one season with my cousin, my older cousin. She was obsessed with it, and she was babysitting me one time. Okay. And uh, she had me binge-watch a season with her. Right. That's, like, my one... Memory of it. And also, yeah. as a huge Scrubs fan, I used to always shade Grey's Anatomy for seemingly, you know, kind of like biting on a lot of Scrubs' storylines. Let's just be honest. Even Scrubs made fun of Grey's Anatomy for biting on their storylines. Right. I mean, well, it's medical. There's not like that much you can do with it. Oh, but, please. Um, <laughs> Scrubs did it first, okay? <laughs> okay, I've never seen Scrubs. <laughs> There's one episode um, where JD tells Elliot, for all you Scrubs fans out there, he's like, he's like, doesn't it seem like Grey's Anatomy is just like watching our lives and then putting it on, on the big screen or like whatever, something like oh that? God, stop. <laughs> so meta. <laughs> but yeah, there were like very, very specific narratives, right? I'm telling you, it was ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, like I... They also pulled from, like, the writers pulled from real life, like, medical, like, um, journals and, like, medical, like, stories. And I remember I would watch it and be like, oh, my gosh, wait, I remember that, like, actual story happening, like, reading about that actual woman who, like, got a disease or whatever. So maybe not the most creative (laughs) storylines. But that's the scandal. That's (laughs) the scandal. Grey's Anatomy wasn't creative and they... They copied scrubs. (laughs) Do you guys remember that? Those plagiarizers. Like, I feel like there was more to the story. I'm like, nope, that's it. They were homophobic for plagiarizing scrubs. That's essentially what it is. Um, Thanks for listening to the first ever episode. Stay tuned for more of that. It's like, what the fuck is going on? We Um, invent scandals on Holly Shook. (laughs) We're going to pit Scrubs and Grey's Anatomy against each other now. Is Scrubs even on anymore? No, no. no. It's long gone. So we now know what the, you know, better medical show was, considering Grey's (laughs) is still on. Uh, Let's not get into this, Rye. Enough about Scrubs. (laughs) That's not why we came here today. Um, Okay, so I'm going to tell you all a little ditty about... um, about one of the actors. His name was Isaiah Washington. So Isaiah Washington played um, Dr. Burke, who was famously paired with um, Christina Yang, and who was played by Sandra Oh. And they were, like, in love. They were the whole... Like, one of them... Other than, like, um, you know, Meredith and Derek, they were probably, like, the more, more, fam- more famous of the couples on, on the show. Huge breakout roles for both of the actors. Um, Sandra Oh, like, I'm pretty sure won a Golden Globe or, like, an Emmy at one point for her portrayal of Christina Yang. Like, just super iconic. And um, so I think it was around season four, maybe. Around season three or four. um, Which is, some would say, part of the peak of the show. Um, at this popularity. point, they've already won awards and stuff, right? They're already they've won awards. Yeah. Okay. There are household names. It's one of the biggest shows on television, and um, a backstage drama is is revealed. So there was drama that Isaiah Washington, behind the scenes on set, in front of everyone, in front of the cameraman, in front of the lighting guys, in front of the cast, 
called T.R. Knight, who played George, the F word, which I'm not going to say on here. Um, but you all should know what Rai is talking about. And uh, it, it came out that he called him that in front of everyone. Um, it got out. It was this huge news scandal of like, oh my gosh, Isaiah Washington's like homophobic and is berating his co-workers essentially. And what made it worse is that T.R. Knight, who is gay in real life, had not publicly come out yet. So he was still, he was, you know, out to his friends and family, to his coworkers, you know, people on the show knew he was gay, but he had never come out publicly, um, which at the time was, was pretty common. Um, 2006, if you're like kind of a leading leading romantic lead on a TV show or in movies and you were gay, it wasn't always the smartest idea to publicly come out at that time. No, totally. I mean, the, um, the way that things have drastically changed in terms of openness and acceptance in just 10 years is incredible. You're right. right. Even in the mid two thousands, we weren't, uh, as a society nearly as accepting as you'd hope, like at the turn of the generation, right? It's like, Oh, it's the two thousands. People should be, but even, I mean, obviously even today people are homophobic right? everywhere, but I mean, it was a lot harder room to grow, but it was kind of like, if you wanted to play straight characters, like you can't be publicly out. There's very few actors who were able to do both successfully. Um, so it kind of was like, he kind of outed him in a way because this was, there was this huge scandal. Um, and, and Isaiah Washington instantly apologizes. He's like, Oh my gosh, no. Um, like, I'm so sorry for saying that about, about TR night. It had, it was completely out of line, completely inappropriate. Like I apologize. And kind of like, it was kind of like brushed under the rug. People were like, okay, what, like what's happening. But then shortly after that whole scandal comes out, um, TR Knight made a statement saying like, yes, I'm a gay man. Um, when I was called that word by my coworker, it kind of made me realize that like my sexuality is bigger than just me. Like this is not, I, no one should ever have to be subjected to that type of, berating let alone at their own job so he came out so then it's a whole thing of like oh my gosh tr Knight's actually gay and his co-worker is homophobic towards him on the biggest set in hollywood in front of everyone right not that this changes anything but i'm just curious i vaguely remember the scandal not as much as i i should okay. remember it i but i definitely do but i don't remember this detail did did isaiah washington know already that <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, not that it changes. It's still terrible. Right, right. Still terrible. Maybe even worse, but I was just curious. So he knew. So essentially, like, it was kind of known, like I said, with, like, his friends and family, and I'm assuming coworkers, like, that he was out. Like, it was it was just not publicly. He had never made a statement to, like, quote-unquote fans or whatever. Um, so it was, it was, you know, supposedly known. People on set knew that he was gay um and then to make it even weirder so then like a couple um so that happened around like i want to say october ish 2006 
so then in January, the Golden Globes happen. Golden Globes, huge night for television and movies, awards show, obviously. And Grey's Anatomy was like peak, peak Hollywood, like respectability. So they end up winning like the Golden Globe for like best TV show or whatever, best drama, which people were kind of shocked at considering all the drama, blah, blah, blah. Right before this happened, right before the Golden Globes happened, Isaiah Washington made another statement saying, by the way, I never called T.R. Knight like that word. He's like, I was getting into a fight with Patrick Dempsey and I called him, I called Patrick Dempsey that word. Not as a homophobic slur, but because he was like, I, I was under the understanding that that word meant, and I quote, someone who is weak and not able to put up a fight. You're Which, kidding. Like, motioning of digging yourself a deeper hole, honey. Like you are n- helping nobody with that backup story. First off, so he c- kind of changes his story after apologizing already and says, "No, actually, that wasn't even what happened. I was fighting with Patrick Dempsey." Where's like Isaiah Washington's like PR team? That's PR like PR team. Yeah, the dis- and like you know how there's the like disaster PR teams. Like they they. Sp- specialize in disasters or like really bad situations <laughs> yeah like shonda rhimes's other show scandal <laughs> oh is that what that's about it's literally what it's about yeah <laughs> what's the name of those things i feel like it, there's a sp- like a very special name like crisis uh, right crisis uh crisis actors no crisis, crisis actors. um <laughs> crisis management teams or something right essentially yeah like yeah crisis pr team where the hell was isaiah washington's crisis management team holy hell apparently taking a couple months off <laughs> Because, like, this is over the span of, like, multiple months. Um, so everyone's just kind of confused. It's like, wait, what? So we and have so then, the audio of what he said, but we don't have video, right? I I want to say there is audio, but um, I think someone did release the audio. And then there's also, like, that thing of, like, he did it in the middle of the set. like. So it was just leaks. It was leaks coming from, like, and PAs and stuff yeah, like that. like, ah. everyone was around. It wasn't, like, a, in a dressing room. So multiple, like, witnesses. So uh, he also goes, so they win the Golden Globe, and you can watch this clip online on YouTube. It is so uncomfortable. Um, You need to send this to me ASAP. I'll send it to you. It's freaking insane. Um, So, you know, like, if you win a Golden Globe, then you go backstage, and there's, like, a press room. So, like, you, the press asks the cast, like, questions and stuff about, like, the award and about the season. So Shonda Rhimes, who's the creator, producer, everything of Grey's Anatomy, um, is kind of answering all the questions. And um, eventually a reporter says, like, how, like, how did you guys move on past <laughs> the drama with Isaiah and TR Knight? And Shonda Rhimes just goes, really? Really? You're going to ask that? We just won a Golden Globe and that's what you're going to ask? And she just goes, you know... We had some problems backstage. We fixed it. Like, kind of just trying to, like, give a general classic PR moment, like, um, answer. And Isaiah Washington, who's on the other side of the stage, nowhere near the microphone, comes up to the microphone, grabs what? it out of Shonda Rhimes' hands, and says, No, I never... He goes, no, I did not call T-R-A and says the word <gasps> no! again. No! Why, Isaiah? Again. Why? And it goes, it never happened, it never happened. On the mic, in front of an entire room of 
press, like says the word again, while T.R. Knight, mind you, is standing right there. Wait, okay, describe to me, like, frame by frame, T.R. Knight's reaction. I don't know if you can see his... Oh, no. I don't know if you can see T.R. Knight, but you can see... um, it's like Shonda Rhimes is holding the holding the mic, and she just goes, <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. Patrick Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey's right behind her, and like he just puts his hand on his like forehead. He does the face palm, like the yeah, classic face palm emoji type thing. Eric Dane, who played McSteamy, literally just like starts shuffling and just looks so uncomfortable. Um, and They're all like, "How fast can we run away from Isaiah Washington right now?" Literally, is such a nightmare. Um, <laughs> So he's like says that, and everyone just is like, Ugh. like you can hear all the cameras flashing, like capture the moment, capture the moment, like oh, grumbling. And there's an awkward grumbling in the like in the crowd. Um, Shonda Rhimes eventually just is like, kind of is like, you know, uh, like she says something to kind of just like glaze it over. And she's like, "Where's my and, crisis management team? I, I'm in a yeah. crisis right the hell now, and this I need is help." She came up with scandal essentially. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and then, like, there's another, I think it's probably a producer standing behind her, and um, one of the press people goes, well, now it's clear why you're answering all the questions, because, like, you're actually a good spokeswoman and, like, are a diplomat. And uh, this other producer behind her goes, yeah, but she also created this entire show and is the mastermind of the show. And, like, Shonda Rhimes is, like, holding the Golden Globe, and she's like, all right, we want a Golden Globe. Like, and it's just so awkward. Like, like, focus why? on our achievement here, please. And, like, also, why, Isaiah, would you ever think that saying the word again is going to help you? And, like, kind of, he said it, like, as a joke, kind of. He was, like... No. Trying to make a joke of it. And everyone was just like, oh, no, honey. No. Um, That's just so tone deaf. Like, the fact that he thought, it like, saying... I, like, I, I said the word, but not to a gay person would... Right actually you know alleviate the issue and make it okay it's like well the word itself is an issue and maybe it's compounded probably yes it's definitely compounded what when you do say it obviously targeting a person right like right. using the slur to target someone it makes it that much worse but but it's also like you, just not a word you throw around exactly exactly like whether you're saying it derogative derogatorily that's not a word <laughs> um or just like just don't say it i don't know just like don't say it um so that whole thing because it kind of like the the controversy was kind of like dying down like people were like all right well you know they'll they'll work it out the show's still doing great it kind of got swept under the rug and when he said that at the golden globes it just brought got brought right up to the forefront and i remember because i like i said was obsessed with the show was obsessed with this whole scandal remember like kind of forgetting about it even too i was like okay well that whole thing like went away and then i love like award shows so i was watching the golden globes and it happened again and i was like oh my gosh this thing will never like go away um so people were just shocked at it and it kind of was like the nail in the coffin for him like he kind of almost like was gonna get away with it and that moment just was like oh girl no we gotta handle this wait right can we go back in the timeline real quick so yeah so Isaiah Washington uses the F word. Yes. Then it gets publicly revealed. Yes. Then he apologizes. And then T.R. Knight 
comes out, when he came out, did he accept Isaiah Washington's apology? I'm just curious. Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. I want to say, so there was like, apparently one of his big interviews was on, um, was on Ellen. He, um, T.R. Knight went on to Ellen and was talking about it. And that's when he kind of went into the, like, I realized that this was like a bigger moment than me. Like I, so he said, I've never been called that to my face. When that happened, something shifted. It became bigger than myself. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I can't really tell if he, uh, if he like accept the apology or not. I wonder, I, I wonder if that's why like Isaiah Tom, Isaiah, Isaiah Washington was belaboring the issue because he was looking for an acceptance of his apology. I, I don't know. I just, I'm curious why he kept pushing it. Like, cause you said he right. even released then after, um, TR Knight came out. Then you said he even, Isaiah Washington then came, then came and released his own statement before the golden globes. Right. I think that actually he, I think I spoke wrong. he, he changed his story after the Golden Globes thing. Oh, so he was after like, the Golden Globes. Okay. <clears throat> he was like, no, I did not call TR of blank. And then... It I called Patrick again. Dempsey. Yeah, so then it blew up again and he tried to like be like, well, what I meant by that was that I was actually talking to Patrick Dempsey because we were getting into a fight on set and I used that word as like a, like a word saying like, you're a weak person who can't like put up his own fight and I'm like all right well like now you're just adding another meaning to the word that like is still like not positive positive. and he's like claiming total ignorance that it's a it's a homophobic yeah. slur he essentially was like I didn't he was like I didn't mean I didn't know it was a gay slur I thought it that's what it meant I'm like what the heck what? like did you are you living under a rock like no he's lying taken out of a bunker <laughs> yeah literally he's blatantly lying and that's worse though a very, very bad cover-up is is way worse. It, you know, you have to just have a conf- contrite apology, and then mm-hmm. people could forgive you. But And I think that's wow. something we'll also learn through this podcast, is, like, most of these things are probably, like, em- like exemplified through, amplified, I guess, through, like, bad apologies, bad statements, um, trying to cover your tracks, like, a little too much, like, over compensating for the issue essentially if he had just let it like seriously if from what i was reading about and from what i remembered if he had just let it be with his like as a pr person like probably should have known like he apologized tr comes out of the closet we could have like boosted up tr of like a good for you like own who you are be accepting of who you are and then like forgot about the original scandal everything probably would have been fine but because he kept trying to change his story and kept bringing it to the limelight, it like totally fucked him over. So what happened after the Golden Globes? So Golden Globes happened, and then there was like huge people were like people were revolting. They were like, "Do not let this man back on your show. Like he is a fucking idiot. Like are you freaking joking my ass?" But it's so hard because it's like this is peak Grey's Anatomy, like peak. And at the time his storyline was that he was getting married to Christina Yang next season. Like he was supposed to have this huge wedding between two main characters. Um, and so it was kind of, there was like a, will he won't he type thing for like, are they going to let him back or are they not for a, a little while? And so then finally in um, like July, I, I don't know, whenever the new season was going to come out, it was announced that he was not going to be coming back on the show. Wow. Um, 
and he was pissed. So he like publicly went out and was like, like, I will not take this anymore. Like I should not be like villain villainized for like what I said, like this show, like he basically just took, did all these interviews and was like, he wouldn't, he like essentially stopped apologizing. He was like, I still stand by my story that I did not mean that. And it got blown out of proportion. And like people, like they like succumbed to the media's like coverage of it, like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I mean, essentially he hasn't really had a career since he was on like one other show. Um, that didn't last very long, but it kind of ruined his career, which like as any big scandal could. What'd they do to his character? Okay. So actually it's, this whole thing has been a blessing in disguise for true Grey's Anatomy fans. <laughs> and any Grey's Anatomy fan is going to agree with me here. Um, Spoiler alert for the non-Grey's Anatomy <laughs> fans. <laughs> yeah, okay. Honestly, at this point, if you don't know this happens, then you're stupid because it literally is one of the best like moments of television. You, you just called me stupid because I have no idea what happened. But I mean, like, if you like are still planning on watching the show. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm not planning on um, watching the show. Okay, I guess if you're going to still have to watch the show or you're currently watching the show and you haven't gotten to, like, season five yet, like, I guess skip the next 15 seconds. It's but, freaking um, almost 2020, so I, I hope, like, you've already de- decided to watch Grey's Anatomy or not at this point. Right, right. <laughs> and um, so what happened was they were supposed to get married. And um, he they write it so that he left her at the altar, like, left her standing at the altar. And it's such a good episode. Oh my gosh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. And everyone freaks out. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, where is he? Blah, blah, blah. So then Christina Yang, like... Did he come back for the next season for a couple scenes to, to shoot? I'll, I'll tell you when he comes back. Okay. Um, but like, so the whole scene is so freaking good. And she is left at the altar and everyone's freaking out. And then it's seriously... I still go back and watch this scene and I cry every time. Um, there's a, a shot of her standing in her... Um, Christina Yang, played by Sandra O, oh, iconically, um, standing in her wedding dress in her apartment, looking out the window and just like kind of like blank faced with Ellen Pompeo. And she just like it suddenly just breaks down sobbing and she's like having a like hyperventilating and she's like, take it off of me, take it off of me, get it off of me. And she's like freaking out. Um, Ellen Pompeo starts using scissors to like cut her wedding dress off of her as she like falls to the ground like sobbing and crying and it's so good and it's like literally <laughs> one of the best scenes and like one of the most heart-wrenching scenes in all of Grey's Anatomy so it ended up working out in the audience's favor <laughs> but um no the was, only loser here is Isaiah Washington <laughs> yeah honestly he's he's a huge loser the, the show was ended up being stronger without him because that was a great storyline it set Christina Yang free to explore new like new ventures and she ended up having a million other great storylines um and i'm sure he's doing fine financially like especially through those gray's anatomy residuals for like the first four or five seasons anyone on the show is like lit for life yeah Yeah. like they make a ton of money i'm sure so then the scandal was um a few seasons ago probably five seasons ago oh my god there's so many seasons um (laughs) christina yang was finally leaving the show um, they were writing her off, you know, respectfully, blah, blah, blah. Did they kill her and, off? And, uh, no, she got like, oh, I think okay. how, I stopped watching after there's a plane crash that happens. I gave up. I was like, I can't, no. <laughs> I just know um, they killed off like a bunch of people. They killed off McDreamy, right? 
Yes, in the plane crash. <laughs> and I was pissed. Um, yeah, I had to give up after the plane crash season because I was like, this is... Like, I, wa- I remember one day I, was, I watched the plane crash episode when I was in college and I had class like at like 3.30 or something and I finished the episode at like 3.20. I was literally laying in bed in the middle of the afternoon sobbing my eyes out like kicking and screaming my roommate was in the room with me and he was like what the fuck's happening like screaming and then i run to class i get to class like 10 minutes late because i'm literally like having a panic attack and i sit down next to the girl next to me and she just looks at me she's like are you okay and i like look and i i'm like i just watched Grey's anatomy from this week and she just like pats me on the back she's like it's gonna be okay like because i knew she watched it because she was my friend and oh my god it was like so dramatic so after that i was like i can't do this anymore it's like affecting my day-to-day life um (laughs) you're so ridiculous (laughs) if you if you watch the show that episode is heartbreaking two of the main characters die but they like admit their love to each other while they're dying oh it's so good um (laughs) i continued watching like the next half season and then i was over it but um, so they bring him back during Christina's like goodbye episode, and a lot of people were up in arms about it. They were like, "She's done so much with her character since he left. Like, why does he need to come back? And like, why does that need to be part of her like farewell?" Right. She shouldn't be like defined by you know their relationship right. and him and him leaving her at the altar type thing, right? Right. And like his character was mentioned a lot through the rest of the season because he was a huge character. He impacted a lot of storylines. Um, so he was mentioned a lot throughout the rest of the, the show, but um, people were kind of annoyed that he was getting, that almost he was getting a farewell, a proper farewell as well, like nine seasons later. Um, but I didn't watch it because once again, I had stopped watching it at this point. <laughs> My mom watches it and she watched it and she said like, it was good. Like they said it worked where they like still didn't really like paint him in a good light, but like they kind of had like a closure moment of that relationship, which a lot of the, um, a lot of the fans also were like, it was kind of nice for us to get a closure, a real closure moment with that relationship as well. So he did get to come back for one episode, but um, I don't know. He I, just, he kind of fucked it up. I, I do want to say like when I, when Isaiah Washington is trying to blame the media and public pressure for him being ousted on the show, it seems like he's not considering the fact that the work environment was like compromised severely because of him. Right. You know, right. like it, I think that was also probably a big consideration in addition, obviously to, you know, the, the what the fans want, because if the fans are, are upset with him and uh, feel like his presence would be like very like drastically affecting the show, then yeah, obviously the producers have to consider that too. Um, yeah. But the work environment probably was really weird after that to say the least yeah tense because you know maybe some think he's homophobic and then um at the least if they don't think he's homophobic this is a guy who's willing to go on in a shouting match if he's mad at someone and then use derogatory slurs like that's not good right so like either way it's a lose-lose essentially like why would you want to work with someone like that yeah and like the whole cast and like if you follow the show like a lot of back behind the scenes drama with a lot of different actors um but I think that was just, like, that was, like, not even, like, a workplace, like, scandal that could be taken lightly. Like, even if, no matter what workplace environment you're in, if you're going to be getting into a fight and yelling derogatory words at someone, 
you have to get fired. Like that isn't acceptable anywhere really. Yeah. Um, but when you're on one of the most popular television shows, it's like pretty hard to keep under wraps. Um, so yeah. And then TR and I ended up actually leaving the show two seasons later um, in another iconically tragic storyline. Did he die? Um, <clears throat> oh yeah. Um, oh my God, we're ruining all of your family, <laughs> but it's like so much drama because you like, you like think that he just left for the war, but then he like comes back. Oh my God. You have to double Oh seven is like a moment. Double Oh seven. True. Gra- Grey's anatomy fans will get it. I can't get into double Oh seven. Um, I James do, like, Bond is a, is a character on Grey's no, anatomy. No, no, Oh, it's, it's so much more than that. Da- so Daniel Craig plays a bit role. No, no, no. It's so much more than Daniel Craig. <laughs> it's so uh, much more than Daniel Craig. That's the line that will define this podcast. <laughs> I honestly haven't watched the show in so long, and I forgot how passionate I am about it. Um, but yeah, so he ended up leaving. He wanted to get written off the show um, two seasons later because he said he was um, like not pleased with the amount of screen time he was getting with his storylines. And he kind of claimed um, that after he came out, that he was kind of like um, the producers and stuff. And he, he says Shonda Rhimes specifically was kind of pressuring him not to come out publicly because they were like, well, we don't want, you know, you to come out publicly and then have people look at your character differently. Cause he, you know, George had many relationships with different women on the show. Um, wow. That's a scandal in of in itself. Yeah. So he was like, kind of like, they didn't support me. And then like, suddenly after this whole scandal, like my character wasn't getting as many good storylines and not as much screen time, which is true. If you go back and watch it, his character's went from very, very, very prominent to like, okay, he's like there. Um, that sucks that, so that like he, like he was negatively affected by something that he didn't yeah. ask for. Yeah. He didn't ask to and get then, like, bas- to basically get outed. He didn't ask for Isaiah Washington to use a derogatory slur probably towards him. I'm thinking, the McDreamy, like Patrick Dempsey thing is probably a lie. Right. So that sucks. That sucks that like, you know, that he, the collateral damage took him down. Yeah. And the producers obviously like, were like, no, we would never tell him not to. We supported him like fully, like blah, blah, blah. But, um, what do you think? I think that he was true. I like that. He was telling the truth. (laughs) I mean, he was true. That He was true to himself. (laughs) His true colors. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can only imagine, like, they were like, girl, no. Like, don't make this worse than it has to be. Because, mm. like I said, at the time, it wasn't, like, always that common for, like, a gay actor to be playing straight roles. Um, and I don't know. It's just, like, very... It's one of those things of, like, I don't think anyone will ever know what truly went down unless you were there. Yeah, the producers aren't keeping a paper trail on that one. Mm-mm. No, they're trying to like burn it, <laughs> yeah. burn it down. They're, we're not going to find an email where it's like, "Don't come out," you know. That's right. that's probably like in person conversations, right? And we'll never truly I mean, know. I think you're right, though. I think it happened. The producers are probably pissed that we're doing this podcast because they just were like, "No, people <laughs> forgot about it. Let it be." <laughs> uh, we're about to cause a wave, cause a little stir here. Can only hope. Reignite the drama. <laughs> Isaiah Washington's gonna come after us. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm relevant again. I'm like, oh my god, please. Um, he's gonna yeah, co- so he's gonna ask to come on to tell his side of the story. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Please, no, no one would listen because no one knows who he is anymore. <laughs> um, I'm gonna drag him to hell. <laughs> tag and drag, so, as Eddie would say. Yeah, tag and drag. So yeah, that's like. That <laughs> I love the disdain of, in your voice for that. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Stop trying to make that happen. Um, <laughs> so that was just one of like very, very many scandals on Grey's Anatomy. Actually, I also had like another one prepared, but like. I feel like I delved deep into this one. Um, But yeah, it was just like, I just remember being like totally shocked by it because Grey's Anatomy also was the first show that I ever became obsessed with. Like that I, you know, like watched week to week, was obsessed with the characters, became obsessed with the cast, like in middle school. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade when I started watching it. Um, And so I just remember being so like, oh my gosh, these people who I look up to and are so like, are my superstars, like have all this other drama going on. And I was like shocked by it. This is a good scandal, Rye. You, you made a really good pick for the first ever scandal. I liked it. Thank you. I feel like I, I feel like I didn't expect to be so passionate about it, but <laughs> I think it, it, it ties, like I said, it ties into Pride Month that I'm like to be remi- reminded that stuff like this like goes on everywhere day to day and i'm sure it happens a lot in hollywood as well um sure and a lot of it probably doesn't even get brought to the limelight um but i i feel good about it because i'm like i i think in the end it was handled it was handled respectfully like if they had just let him come back on the show and just like continue his storyline it would have been like so shady yeah no totally yeah no but that was really good that was a really good scandal i like how there were multiple developments like it just kept Thank like you. developing and developing and developing we have like an iconic on-camera moment at the golden globes oh so good i need to send you the video it's so awkward yeah i, I love a good complimentary like supplementary materials you know for the project right, right. a little visual right. piece it yes. there's a there was a lot to this story this this was good it was a pretty well-rounded scandal i liked it Thank you. Oh my gosh. I feel so blessed and honored. <laughs> you may and have a honestly, future in this. <laughs> and honestly, for any Grace Anatomy people listening, I was uh, I was also going to get into the whole Katherine Heigl drama that shortly followed, but maybe I could save that for another week. That's a once teaser. A month, there's enough Grey's Anatomy scandals. <laughs> I could do once a month of Grey's Anatomy scandal. And last, do we, it for a year. We could have like a Grey's Anatomy like scandal podcast podcast essentially it'd be great but good store them up you know like yeah at some I mean, point i already have my i already have my two pages of notes on Catherine Heigl. i'll just have to save those for later yeah just do it when i least sus- suspect it you know i don't want to come into any week thinking oh this is the Catherine Heigl week Ugh, Catherine Heigl week yeah. the thing about Catherine Heigl is that she has like 45 different scandals for like 45 different projects like she was difficult to no, work literally. with on knocked up and she was difficult to work with here she's, apparently she's just difficult She's infamously difficult to work with. Um, it essentially ruined her career. I'm, I'm also obsessed with that. I definitely will do that later, but I'll I'll wait a few months for that so that we're yeah. not overloaded with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, that would be too much Grey's Anatomy. Give it like a good three month breather. Totally. Which like I never thought there could be too much Grey's Anatomy, but then we got to the plane crash, like I said, and it was like, <laughs> wow, this is happening. Yeah, maybe you weren't as passionate about it as you thought, though. Yeah, I think I just like I I I really just like oppressed this Grey's Anatomy like passion until right now so it worked out in our benefit honestly 
<laughs> Maybe you'll dive right back in. I heard the uh, season finale was just the other day. Was it really? Oh yeah. My God, no. I have a friend I who's like, into it, and he was telling me he's like, "Oh, I got to watch the the Grey's Anatomy finale." Oh my God, I'm pretty sure there's like four original cast members still on the show. Pompeo. So Pompeo. Um, and she's like the highest paid uh, female actress on television. Oh, I'm sure. To get her to keep doing that show after everyone's left, they're probably like, here's $14 billion a day. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also back behind the stage drama with like how each actor and actress was getting paid. And like, right. oh my God, there's just so much. I was diving deep into so many Grey's Anatomy scandals. Apparently that was like a Ellen Pompeo and McDreamy beef, right? Because he was getting paid more than her, but the show is freaking named Literally after her character. <laughs> and she said that. She's like, um... Just a reminder, everyone, it's called Grey's Anatomy. My character is Grey. Grey. <laughs> Just going to quickly throw that out there. And yeah. <laughs> but she's an iconic queen and I love her. Yeah, we were talking about Ellen Pompeo a few months ago. I sent you that article um, oh, out yeah. of True uh, Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. I mean, she always says she's going to retire once the show finally ends. Retire from acting, which like, I don't blame her because at this point she probably has so much money and also like, she'll always be Meredith Grey. Like, I don't think I could see her as anything else other than Meredith Grey ever again. By the way, it's I said true like Hollywood reporter. It's the Hollywood reporter. I know. I was going to correct you, but I was like, well. You can't leave me like, you can't leave me hanging like that. People will get what he meant to think. I think I combined a true Hollywood stories with the you Hollywood reporter. Did. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I could live with myself, not. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, Armin. Yeah. Especially not you. Okay. <laughs> I just had to shade you for your earlier shade in the podcast. Which shaded back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 45 minutes later. That was my first scandal. That was the first Hollywood Shook scandal. I loved it. Um, We can only go down from here. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) At least next episode. Then we'll be right back up the episode after that. Yeah, so don't remember, or don't remember. Don't forget, you guys, we're going to do this every other week. So if you guys liked the scandal, let us know if you guys found it shocking. If you were shook by it, let us know. Um, if you have any suggestions for like scandals yes. you think we should cover, um, throw them at us because we're down to like di- I, I'm down to like dive into ones that I don't really I don't even really know about and try to like figure out ones that I can learn about at the same time. You know? No, I love that. Yeah, definitely um, give us suggestions because we may pick one of yours and give you credit. So at give us cred. at uh, Holly Shook Pod or at Butter underscore Pop. Uh, and, and we'll take a look for sure. And uh, I think I think that's it for this first ever episode. I think we did it. Oh my gosh, we did it. So proud of us. Uh, well, thank you for doing this, Rye. Well, thank you for doing it with me. And thanks for uh, putting up with my soap opera, both on and off screen. <laughs> uh, and, and listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget, like Ryan said, to uh, join us back in two weeks, everyone, for my scandal Oh, <laughs> hopefully I'm you'll be on the edge of my seat for two full weeks <laughs> two full stressful, stressful weeks full weeks <laughs> can't wait to hear what it is army bye see you later